Welcome to the GateWorld Podcast. Welcome everyone to episode number 100 of the GateWorld Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm David. And this is the show where two nerds usually talk about Stargate. We'll get to a little bit of Stargate uh, for sure. That's going to come up in these conversations. We're mainly just partying. 100 episodes of the Gate World Podcast. Congratulations. We started the show with Search and Rescue, the first yes. episode of Atlanta Season 5. And uh, I think it's fair to say that you took a little bit of convincing, I think, that this was a good idea. You know, I mean, I, I had been in radio for six years, so I knew that I had the ability to do it, the ability to pull it off, but that wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to do. You know, I don't listen to podcasts. I, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't dedicate the time to it. And it's like, you know, you wanted to do this because uh, for a multitude of reasons, one of which was to kind of like, you know, Im- improve y- your radio voice or actually get one. And I mean, look at you now, you're, you're almost on your way there. So. Not that I really have one in the slightest, uh, and I definitely don't have a radio voice, but go back and compare it to episode one of the podcast, and I think I've come a little way. There's a difference between like the, the like a personality voice and being assured of yourself, and and being able to talk without saying to yourself, oh my gosh, how is this going to come off? And even though, I mean, you do have to do that, but you're confident in yourself. You've come a long way. Sure, sure. And you also are awesome. Well, thank you. But uh, yeah, so 100 episodes. We have a few guests, one at least one new guest that we've never brought on before, but we've alluded to in past podcasts. Mm-hmm. And some old friends as well. Yes. So we're going to bring those folks in and get this party started. Shall we get to our first guest? Let's do that. Our first guest of the night is my dear friend, Diana Botsford. Uh, she has written science fiction for a variety of mediums, book, television, stage, comics. Uh, her screenwriting credits include Rascals from The Next Generation, Star Trek, of course, and episodes, uh, yeah, kind of, we mention it every once in an episode or so, and, uh, episodes of Spiral Zone. She recently completed her first original novel, Critical Past, in the comic book series The Fracture, and prior to picking up the pen, she worked in the television and film industry as a producer and visual effects supervisor. She is now teaching at Missouri State University. This woman has done it all. Please welcome Diana Botsford to the uh, to the roundtable. Well, thank Woo! you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us. You have been a longtime listener of the program. We are now on one episode one hundred. I mean, I can't. The, the words just barely come out of my mouth. I can't believe that we we've done a hundred of these things now. Well, it's, listen, I enjoy it. It's first off, you guys do a very professionally produced thing. You justify your your positions, although I don't always agree with what you have to say, <laughs> which I think is fun actually. And uh, it's informative. It's educational. It's fun. It's playful. It's it's entertainment, guys. You guys really provide a service. Thank you. We, I really have to thank you for uh, for hooking us up with Diane Turncheck. She was just marvelous, and I can't wait to have her back. So informative, interesting, entertaining. Uh, that was a great hour. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to it. I'd like to hear more stuff like that. You are getting ready to uh, release your first Stargate SG-1 tie-in novel, The Four Dragons, or Four Dragons, I should say. That comes out, I think, August 25th. Is that correct? 
That's about it. Yeah, they're, uh, they'll have it first on Fandemonium's website, and then uh, everybody who wants to get it through uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, Borders, whatnot, they'll be able to go and grab it off the bookshelves or order it online. What, what do you want to tell us about this, uh, this book to entice our readers to go out and pick it up? I see that it has Jack O'Neill and Daniel Jackson on the cover, which might entice a couple of people to pick and it up. And a dragon. Yes, and a dragon by the wonderful Lindsay Allen, who does the covers for Stargate Atlantis and Stargate SG-1. Um, what do I want to tell them? I think that one of the, the, the most fantastic things about the franchise is that, yes, they, they go through the gate, they get into trouble, and they get out of trouble and come home, but not exactly. There's always threads that are left unanswered. And what I really try to do with Four Dragons is explore a multitude of threads and how they might tie together. And one of the most particular ones being, why is it that Lord Yu is sort of kind of cooperative with the Tari? Um, and there are some reasons that I've pulled together that are in part based on actual history dealing with the real Lord Yu. And then I also get into uh, Jack and Daniel's relationship right after Daniel returns from being ascended. If you watch the very end of Orpheus, which is Daniel's first real mission back, uh, when, thanks to Daniel, they rescue Braytac and Ryak and everybody else. Uh, when they come back through the gate and everybody's pounding uh, Daniel on the back, congratulating him, there's a pan to Jack O'Neill, and he, he ain't happy. And the book explores what that was about. So this takes place sometime after Orpheus, or recently right after, after it? All, yep, like okay. a week later. All right, that, and that's one of Darren's favorites. Orpheus? Orpheus, yeah. I was, we had spent so much time in season six getting used to the big cast change with Michael Shanks being gone and, and Corn Nemec being on the show, and then they did a Switch. double take and switched it up again in season seven. And mm -hmm. season seven, of course, as you know, was the year that, that RDA started to step back his time on the show. Uh, right. Which is why in in right. seven oh three right. for balance we had less uh, less Rick. I was going to say less Jack O'Neill, but there there is a Jack O'Neill in that that episode. <laughs> yes, there certainly um, is, and he's great. So yeah, Orpheus I think was my first uh, episode in season seven that I thought Daniel's back. This is awesome. This is this is going to work, and he's a different character now. But I mean, he's 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 a different guy. He's been through something really significant to his character, but he's the same guy. And He's I fallen. explore that. I explore that in Four Dragons where he is trying to determine who am I really. I mean, one of the things Jack asks him in the beginning of Four Dragons is, did you come back wrong? Because there are some changes to him. He is, he's grown up. Yeah, he looks at the universe more cynically, I think. And, you know, I mean, he's he's been around now <laughs> in, in, in many ways. You know, he's he's seen... The, the cosmos and he's seen it for the the ancients for what they really are and he's you know and he's he's lost uh, on top of that he's lost a lot of that he's trying to re he's trying to discover who he is again so he also lost a lot of people i mean he lost Sharae and at this point Osiris is walking around impersonating his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend oh Osiris yeah Osiris yeah Osiris Osiris so, yeah, he's lost a lot, but he's also part of him uh, that I explore in the book is him wanting to get back to the original purpose of Stargate Command, in part the archaeology, in part finding that lost city. He's very driven to find that lost city. He's very frustrated with himself that he can't figure it out because at this point in the season, he hasn't figured it out yet. 
And he's also stru- he's also frustrated that he can't access all those memories from when he was ascended. So he goes through a journey of his own with a little help from Lord Yu, believe it or not. So uh, it, the, really the, the theme of the, series, the, the book is about memories. It's about, uh, and Jack has some memories that he's dealing with as well, having to do with Daniel leaving, having to do with losing Skara which because Jack has lost quite a few people as well during the course of this thing Mm -hmm. so they're both dealing with memories and uh, we find out that that gives them something in common with Lord You and what the book is about is finding out what that is it sounds awesome how was your experience uh, writing a not just a novel but a TV tie-in novel with uh, established characters and then working with the Fandemonium team well honestly I approached it like I, I used to write for television so I really approached right. it as, as like writing for television. You are playing in somebody else's sandbox. And you have to respect not only the characterizations and the way that they speak, but you also have to respect the, the pacing. The funny thing, the funny thing about uh, writing this book is I have critique partners and, uh, because nobody should write in a vacuum. And they're big fans of your podcast as well, by the way. And when I would get notes back from them as I was writing it, they would say, well, 15 minutes in, you have this. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't a television script. This is a book. And they're <laughs> like, I know, but it feels like an episode. And that made me really happy. I want it to feel like the pacing and the format of an episode. And working with uh, Sally and Tom at Fandemonium was just a tremendous experience. Um, you know, they, they are a small shop. They're really trying to stay true to the franchise. And I, I just admire them greatly. And Sally gives you a lot of rope to hang yourself with. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of that. I'm a, I work best under that set of circumstances. So, mm. you know, they've already given me the green light for the sequel to this. And I feel their support a thousand percent. You're a big fan of um, of SGU, and one of the things that that mm-hmm. I've I've talked Darren into doing is is having a pregame show before SGU comes back. Uh, and you are very opinionated about this show. You you, you the the good parts and the bad. Um, give us a little taste of your opinion and and what we can expect when we when we come back in the fall to talk about the show. Well, I think the number one upside of this series is really returning a sense of wonder to the franchise that the early years of SG-1, yeah, they got a little cheesy, but there was a lot of wonder in there, too. And I love that. Even Battlestar Galactica really did not have that sense of wonder. It was profound, but you weren't wondering about the great what-if of speculative fiction, which is what this is doing. I love Colonel Young. He's my favorite character, so I'm very hopeful that he's going to, I don't know if it's redeem himself, as much as make me understand and connect with him a little bit more. And then, you know, I'm hoping that we see the TJ that we saw in that episode where she was in command Water. of the ship. Oh, she was great. She was, yeah. she was like, a, you know, I idolized her in that episode. She got tough, but she was still herself. She was feminine, but she was strong. And I know that they can do these kind of things, and they have some terrific actors. So I'm just hopeful for more heart, I think, at this point. That's my... Mm-hmm biggest wish list item you you and i have also talked extensively about eli and uh our, the potential that he has as a as a character you know we've barely scratched the surface yes eli actually i think has more potential than daniel jackson as a character uh from what he's coming from especially once we got introduced to his mother 
and yeah. the knowledge of his mother. His, he, he has a level of honesty to him that, I mean, he's very genuine. There's something very genuine about him and the journey that he's on. I'm excited that he's going to get a girl. That's all nice and good. But I'm hoping that that's not all there is to his story. I want to see him grow, not necessarily just a spine, but I want him, he's, he's us. He's the ordinary man on that ship. Mm-hmm. And I want him for us to begin to understand that he needs to participate in the process of developing a society on destiny. Because that's what's happening now is they have to develop a society. I think you should come back for that, that SGU pregame show that we're doing at the end of September. If you've listened to the podcast much, which, which uh, I'm told you have, <laughs> uh, you know that Young is, is my boy. Young is, is uh, my favorite character on the show so far. But I'm with you uh, 100%. I, I want to see him not redeemed or not even necessarily redeemed, but at least let's figure out a little bit more about what's going on in his head and why he is making the decisions that he's making yeah I mean, especially when you look at incursion why is he making some of what appear to be rather poor command decisions mm-hmm. he was not the man who was supposed to go and he's making mistakes he's making some big ones which i find is is i find is, is great at this point well i think that he has potential for us to be as strong a character as Benjamin Sisko in Deep Space Nine. If you remember the pilot for Deep Space Nine, Sisko had a lot of baggage. I mean, he hated our much-loved Picard. Yeah. Okay? He absolutely hated a character we all loved. He had lost his wife. He was bitter. And uh, mm-hmm. then he went through this huge journey, and he became my favorite of all the captains. Ooh, I can't believe I said that. Yes. So, <laughs> Sorry, Diane, we don't w- talk about Deep Space Nine on this show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's my favorite series. Sorry. Anyway, um, I mean, he, he just, he became a very profound character who was, one of the things I tell my students, because I teach screenwriting, is be careful of making your, your characters so well-rounded that they don't have any edges. So I think Young has that potential to be that. And I think this is almost a uh, midlife crisis recoming of age story for him as well. I think it has that potential. I think that what we've seen is the first act, the first chapter of that, which is he does have to be kind of a mess in order to get somewhere. Well, dear, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to, uh, to talk with us. And I will be catching up with you in a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you. And hey, Darren, it was great to meet you. I enjoy listening to both of you. You Good too. Luck Good luck in Scotland. I'm a you. It's my favorite country. I <laughs> love Scotland. <laughs> Have you been up to Inverness? Not yet. No, no. It's on the list for sure. Go to Drum the Drocket, which is a little town outside of there. It's stunningly beautiful. But enjoy yourself. Awesome. Thanks. Thank uh, Diana, you. we're definitely going to have you back on the podcast for a full show if you'll do it. Um, yeah. And. Everybody check out Four Dragons. It's out later this month from Fandemonium. You can find it at GateWorld.net. If you want to order it from Amazon through GateWorld, we'll get a little piece of the pie. And I just spotted on Diana's website, DianaBotsford.com, you can read the prelude to the novel. Get a little teaser. Thank you, Dee. Definitely go and check that out. Okay, guys, take care. David, give me a call when you're ready. I will. Talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. So before we bring in our next guest, I just remembered, because she started talking about Deep Space Nine and the premiere, uh, I discovered, I shouldn't say that I discovered, somebody posted on the forum that made me go look on iTunes. And if you live in the U.S., uh, you can download uh, Rising, the, the, the two-part pilot of SGA, 
in HD for free right now. Wow. You can download Children of the Gods for free right now. Not the final cut, but the original cut. And then there's also tons of other science fiction shows that have their first episode online on iTunes currently for free, including DS9, Emissary, both parts. For Enterprise, for some reason, it's only Broken Bow Part 1. But uh, X-Files and Torchwood and uh, the new Doctor Who... Uh, there's there's tons of good sci-fi up there. I think so that's I a just, great I idea. I just downloaded and watched the teaser for Emissary last week. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the only episode of DS9 I have on DVD. Our second guest today is Michael Hinman. He's the founder and site coordinator of AirlockAlpha.com, one of my favorite sci-fi news sites, which is part of Blip Network. Your other sites, Micah Rabbit Doll, which is a horror site, and Inside Blip, a general TV site. Man, you do so much. But hey, welcome back to the Gate World Podcast. Well, thanks, and I'm glad I'm your anniversary guest, it seems like. <laughs> Every time you guys have a milestone, you bring me in. Every Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did we bring you in for 75, or was it just 50? Well, I don't know. I think it was 50, and I think it was like 25. I don't know. It's like every single milestone you guys get, you bring me in. You're our, you're our uh, measuring stick. <laughs> exactly. See if we measure up. How did we do this time, Mike? <laughs> but you guys are just getting you know better and better every time. No, but well, I think part of the reason why I always think of you off for the anniversary shows, I should think of you at other times, I'm sorry. I'll send you a card. Is um, fruit basket. because one of the reasons I wanted to do a Gate World podcast two years ago was because I was listening to shows like yours. Yes, and I wanted to be I wanted to be cool like like Airlock Alpha or at the time Sci Fi Portal. And two years later, uh, I'm still not as cool. No, you're He's cooler. Trying. You know it. <laughs> you know you're cooler. I mean, you guys do far more shows than I do. That's for sure. Well, I mean, you guys, quantity is not necessarily quality. <laughs> you guys went off the air for a while and then and then came back, didn't you? Yeah. But we're only back for like twice a month now. It's just it's a lot easier to to kind of do this on a twice monthly basis than a weekly basis. It's uh, definitely a grind. The weekly podcast. This is true. It is. I don't think people realize how much work goes into it. I, I get emails all the time, people wanting us to to really do to to do a podcast every single week, and I'm like, wow. I just to do one podcast, I probably spend three or four hours each week on it, and that's pretty good. I've gotten pretty fast at it. But uh, yeah. but that's not including trying to line up guests and make sure everybody's on the same page and and it's not like I can just free up one night of the week and do it. I mean, I have to free up almost an entire week to do a single podcast. It's extremely time intensive. I mean, the two of us, he and I, were were working on it a long time together by ourselves, and now we've got um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Russell who's helping us out with uh, the editing process. But the editing, I mean, easily for me can take three to four hours alone. And that has nothing to do with Darren, you know, developing the 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 schedule and and planning the the basic outline. And on top of that, the time that it takes for us to record it is also extensive as well. You know, it's generally an hour and a half to two hour long show that has to yeah. somehow be trimmed down to fifty nine fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. I think we did have one show that that David you edited to fifty nine fifty nine. I think there are a couple out there now that are fifty nine fifty nine. <laughs> it's it's hard to cut down to cut down some of that time, you know. The, you you, yeah. you use, use all sorts of tricks, and at the end of the day, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't cut anymore. Some of those podcasts that I listen to that sort of set the bar for me in terms of professionalism and quality and all that. Like my favorite podcast, watching Lost, has been the Jane Jack show. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I, I sit back and I realize. You know, they don't have a gigantic website to run in addition. They pretty much, what they do is the podcast. 
And, you know, they do other things. They do they do charity drives and special live events, but, you know, they don't have a huge site like Airlock Alpha or Inside Blip or Gate World to manage. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the big difference is that, you know, I would love to do this. I mean, I have a, I have a background in radio, and I would love to be able to come on and, and do, the, do the podcast every week, do a live show on top of it every week, uh, and do all these great things that I, I just think is a lot of fun. But, yeah, it's tough. I mean, our bread and butter is the website, and that's a lot of work by itself. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of people working on it, but uh, now it's like managing everybody and and doing all that fun stuff. Just like with Comic Con, everybody said, "Oh, well, you have five reporters there. You should be a cakewalk. You know, you should be on no. a cakewalk doing this." And I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. it's, it's even more to difficult." All that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of coordination, and I still went from dawn till two o'clock in the morning every single day, running, 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 and I ate like two pretzels. I think the whole time I was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that was my whole like meal, except at the very end, uh, we usually have like a small dinner at uh, Buca de Beppo's. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I love like Buca little, de Beppo. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little annual thing. We just walk several blocks up and and have a nice dinner, and uh, you know, just do a carb load for the long trip back. But <laughs> it was either Thursday or Friday when I uh, I was thinking about you, and I said to myself, you know what? He's not even. I'm not even on his radar. If I don't text him, he's not going to see me at this event. It's not even going to occur to him that I am here. So I texted him, and then he showed up like like 15 minutes later. It was really funny. It was like it was like calling you, like come here, Michael. <laughs> at the proper there he was. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what well, it David, is. you you like texted me right at the right time, right when I was in between things, and so I had a few minutes, and, uh, and I thought, well, you know, I need to get some more video because I really concentrate on a lot of video this year. I have like five hours of raw footage of video, oh, and, uh, and so I'd like grabbed my microphone and my camera, and I you know grabbed my hundred pound backpack and <laughs> made the trek down to the to the vendor floor just to uh, say hello because I knew that if I didn't, then I probably would never have a chance. It wasn't going to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. I you know I generally what I do at, during the after hours of of the convention is I sleep. You know I I stay at my boss's place from Fox and and I um I, I go back to her place. It's twenty minutes away, so it's a really nice retreat. And I just pass out about seven or eight o'clock at night and sleep for almost twelve hours. But this year, you no, know, my after hours were immensely booked, and it's it just felt like everyone wanted a piece of me. So I was like, you know, I don't. And I wanted to do the Roddenberry uh, get together, but I mean that that fell through, and I was like darn it, I just really wanted to go. So I, I realized, you know, said to myself, well, while I'm thinking about Michael, I need to call him. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> so we did. Yeah, you know, it's funny because there's so many parties to go to, and I have to turn down half of them, and uh, and I almost turned down my... You can't do everything. I almost turned down my own party. <laughs> we, were, we had a party for Airlock Alpha, and I almost turned it down. I was already two and a half hours late for it. And, uh, you know, so people had already come and gone, and I hadn't showed up yet because I was busy on the red carpet for the, uh, for the Sci-Fi Entertainment Weekly party. But I remember I was at Rod Roddenberry's party. I stuck around for like an hour. I, I, I left before uh, Daniel Day Kim showed up and Chase Masterson and a bunch they had some good celebrities there this year I found out after the fact but I had to take off because I had to go to the NBC party and of course you know I'm having drinks along the way because you go to these parties and you have to have a drink or two but I keep forgetting that I've been running all day and I haven't been eating all day yeah. and so you know mm. now like you're, you get to the NBC party of course it's free drinks and make your own margaritas and everything else and uh, I, and I, I, was, I was amazed when I got 
when I woke up the next morning and I found that my camera had a bunch of interviews on it because, to be honest, I don't remember half of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you drank a little bit too much and not had enough to eat. Yeah, that's what happens at these bit, things. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, a, a burger, fries, and coke are going to cost you fifteen bucks on that convention floor. It's Jeez. just rape. It is absolute yeah. rape, and they taste terrible. Well, now yeah, your but... website is going to be all that more entertaining to you because you haven't seen it yet. That's <laughs> right. For once, I get to be surprised like everybody else. But oh, <laughs> like the only thing I really, I mean, I, I don't like forget everything. I mean, obviously, I remember some good aspects of it, but I, I got to meet Chevy Chase. And, um, you know, I remember interviewing Zachary Levi and like pulling him off to the side because it was so noisy and so loud at the NBC party that we're trying to interview people. And I'm like, and, and I'm listening to the audio from the you know, from all the stuff that we're doing, and I mean, the person's like right next to me, and I'm screaming into the microphone practically, yeah. and they still have to lean over and say, "I, I didn't hear what you said," yeah. <laughs> you know, so I have to like sit there and scream it into their ear. It was so loud. But you had a good time. Yeah, I did, and, and it was funny um, running into Stargate people. They didn't have a lot of Stargate Universe people there no. this year. Um, it was it was kind of a small crew, but some good people. I mean, Robert Carlyle was there, and Elena Huffman, and uh, David Blue. And it was funny. I ran into David Blue on the red carpet. We had him in the press stuff in our little press areas that we do, but I also ran into him on the red carpet, and instead of talking about too much about Stargate Universe, which I should have been doing, um, we were actually hitting up on the fact that uh, he's a big Star Trek The Next Generation fan, is, and so is Brian J. Smith, and so I was asking if you know if they ever get together and they talk about their love for Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> since David Blue is a William Riker guy, and uh, Brian J. Smith is a is a Data guy, so it's just, uh, so that's that'll be some cool video when we post that i'm not sure when we'll post it probably in the next few weeks or maybe or maybe closer to uh, the debut of uh, stargate universe i'm not sure but it'll go up at some point very cool nice well what's going on at airlock alpha i want to get caught up i know that uh, you guys just relaunched a brand new design for the site which i think is gorgeous yeah, I mean, we're still tweaking it. Um, we, we wanted to get it up before Comic-Con, but it's this is months of work, and, and I have to credit Shane Churchman for that. I mean, this was his baby all the way, and, and Nick Chase, our chief technology officer, helped out. Um, it was it was something that if if we would have had time back when we changed our name, this would hopefully have been a, what the site would have been closer to being, but we had to launch the old Airlock Alpha, like, within weeks. We had to rebrand it, redesign it, mm-hmm. you know, redo everything. We had three weeks to do it, and so this was something that took us about eight months actually get to this point and and it's 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 kind of modernizing a little bit you know we used to be innovators but right now we're kind of playing catch up because uh it's i guess that once you do this for so long you kind of get stuck in your ways Mm. my mentality was still from about 10 years ago instead of about three years ago so i had to be convinced to start allowing people to comment on stories right there without having Mm -hmm. to go to a message board and um, you know, and how we kind of arrange stories and how we present stories and, um, you know, how we can just make the site easier to navigate and, and once we get people there, to keep them there. So that's uh, some of the mentality we had to put into play. So you see, you don't really see a lot of that. Like, you see the new design on the surface, but there's so much that went in behind the scenes that you would not believe it. The, the back end is extremely complicated. The, the hope is that you've, that people will never know you know how how complicated it is you don't want them to see complicated when you visit the site you want them to see you know oh yeah. that's cool and that's fuzzy and i want more of that you know but not get all caught up in the in the the mechanics of of how the site works and, and get get caught in stuck in areas this and there i i went for instance, i went to go see a video 
on your homepage a couple of days ago, and the, and the link was broken. So I mean, it's it's you're you're coming along. You know, the the new site launches, and you know you you have to people have to report these things, which unfortunately I didn't. You know, for you to uh, for you to to make the fixes. Yeah, and and we're we getting a lot of that. To be honest, we're I mean, we do have things that need to be tweaked up. Like I said, we had to get the site up quickly. The idea was to get this up. Before Comic Con, um, the idea was to get up three or four weeks before Comic Con, but there was just so much work involved, and we did kind of some last-minute changes to the design um, because Shane is always rethinking things and looking for the best way to do it, and it's never finished. So yeah. I think right before the end, he he actually came up with a new front-page layout from what we had before and said, "All right, we're going with this," but it took a couple more weeks to kind of get that encoded. Uh, but yeah, we're we're working on that. There's still some broken links everywhere where we we had to worry. It's some all technical stuff where, like, even our links from Internet Movie Database where we're listed on there, they weren't linking over to the site properly. But it's just because we have to make some adjustments in how stories are forwarded over. Mm-hmm. But we've been mm-hmm. working on that all weekend, and hopefully in the next week or so, that'll all be fixed. Cool. It's a beautiful site. And the sci-fi news that you guys are following right now, what do you think is is just big? big news that you are paying attention to as a fan? Well, um, you know, the, the, everybody's been paying very close attention to what's happening with Caprica. We were supposed to get an announcement this past few days, but we still haven't heard anything. We don't know if there's going to be a second season of this show or not. And, uh, I mean, everybody that we've talked to, people that we've known for a long time at Sci-Fi, is telling us yes. But the fact that there still hasn't been an announcement, you know, kind of concerns us now, wondering if something else might have happened. I know that was a common question at Comic-Con to everybody. Mm. Um, we just posted a video in the last couple of days uh, on the red carpet with Sasha Royce and Alessandra Torsani, where I asked them point blank, is there going to be a season two? I think that's <laughs> and, what I clicked uh, on. Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, you know, and they're like, well, we, we we expect there to be. They'd be crazy not to give us a season two, but they still haven't heard anything. <laughs> that's not we an still... answer, yeah. Yeah, they don't know. I mean, they really don't know. <laughs> well, I was surprised that they that they decided to hold the second half of season one until until January, which is a year after the season premiered. You know, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, what I understand is that Sci-Fi is treating this as if it's a a premium cable show, like something you find on HBO. I mean, if you remember, it's, it's like shows like. The Sopranos, for instance, they would go a year to a year and a half between seasons. I mean, it would mm-hmm. be you, you would have to wait quite a while. I mean, I think they had what four or five seasons, but it took them like eight years to run it. And so um, they're treating it that way, saying that people will wait for it and they'll come back for it. Although I think it's kind of hard to do that when you have such very uh, specific storylines going that are arced so deeply. But they seem yeah. to have this mentality that. That it's such it's such a high concept, it's such high concept television that people will wait and it'll come back and maybe in the meantime buzz will build and that will get people in there. The fact that they're waiting till January I think is really encouraging for me because that means they're still treating it like a high concept series. Yeah, I know that, that Battlestar, I mean obviously the critical claim I think has to be there for, for the buzz to get going. But Battlestar took over five years to run through you know, season one was 13 episodes, so really you're talking three and a half seasons over the course of a little over five years. Yeah. Is there any news on the next Battlestar uh, series that they, they've been t- tinkering with? Yeah, talking what's about? going on with this? Why is this going to be a web-only series? Well, that I mean, was my web... big point of frustration last week. Well, you know, what's interesting about web-only is that because sci-fi is trying to build itself over multiple platforms, not just the television aspect, but, I mean, just like our websites where when Gate World started, when, when we started, 
I mean, we were all text, you know, maybe a picture here or there, but we were a text site. We didn't really bother with audio. We didn't bother with video. We didn't do any of that stuff. But now we have to become more multi-platform, just like everybody else. And so sci-fi is doing the same thing. Their whole idea was to create a brand that goes across multiple platforms. So it's not just television, but it's web. It's, you know, everywhere else. They can go DVD, uh, gaming. I mean, all these different areas that they're touching into because they know that in order to be successful that you have to be multi-platform. You can't just be a single-platform site. Just like we can't just put text news out anymore, we have to worry mm. about audio, like what we're doing right now. We have to worry about video, which I spend a lot of time doing at Comic-Con, and I'll keep doing everywhere I go. And so the fact is that they could put out a web series. Uh, a web series, it, it doesn't require the same type of... Uh, you know, like where. You, you can shoot it in a way that is a little bit more inexpensive. For instance, a lot of the sets that you'll see in this new Battlestar series, they'll be using the Battlestar Galactica, they'll be using the CIC, but they'll be doing it kind of the way Sanctuary was done. They'll be using a lot of green screen, they'll be using a lot of uh, other ways of, of creating the backgrounds, and it's easier to integrate that and show that in a web version, which doesn't have to be as high quality as if you put it on my TV screen here in my house. So where, you know, it's 65 inches and high def and, you know, you'll see every single, uh, <laughs> you'll see every Error. single mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every single rough edge. So I, I think that's one of the things that they helped them do that. And it's one of the things, too, that, that they have found success in building, thanks to Sanctuary and thanks to some of this other stuff they're trying to bring up, that there is success in looking for and launching shows online and then you know, bringing them into a television format. So. I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. I think I think sci-fi has proven pretty far that they they can't you know keep their hands off of anything that stays online. They have to turn it into a television show if it's successful. So it's just a matter of time before this this Adventures of William Adama becomes a series on the on the television screen. You think that's I mean, what they're doing? Is using this kind of as a pilot? Well, I mean, look at series? look at what they haven't they gotten Reese as well now? I mean, yep. they did this yep. with Caprica. Excuse me. They did this with Sanctuary, where they say, "Oh, we like that. Let's turn it into a TV show," you know. And then they see they see Reese's website. Oh, we like that. Let's turn it into a TV show. And it's just the same, the same, the same trend again and again. But remember, doing something on the web like Sanctuary would have been a very tough sell. And and you know, and Damien Kindler tell you that Sanctuary would have been a tough sell as a TV show when they first came up with the concept of it just because of the way that you would have to put it together the way that it would have to be produced i mean there's it's it's very innovative and thus i mean and unfortunately as much of is even sci-fi would like to say hey we're innovative you know network people tend not to be innovative they tend to look to see what's working elsewhere than copy it so so doing something on web where it's a lot more inexpensive and everything else it allows you to go in there and be innovative try things if it works great then let's copy it and use it elsewhere if it doesn't work great we didn't lose a lot of money doing it that's a good point mm. well sir thank you for <laughs> stopping by yeah how about that <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting and what i want to do one of these days i've wanted to do it since we had you on last was set aside one of the podcast episodes here for the gateway podcast and have you on and just talk about not only Stargate, but science fiction news galore. Basically, everything that people can already get if they go to Airlock Alpha or listen to Airlock Alpha's uh, podcast slash radio show. Um, I just like talking sci-fi with you, man. You know, you're, you're it, Battlestar and and Iron Man and these summer comic book movies and everything that I love. You guys are doing it. You guys are covering it. Well, no, I appreciate that. Of course, we love Gate World as well, so we can share this love all over the place. <laughs> just love on everything. Love, love so. here, love there. 
Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> All right, dude. Don't send me anything. No more autographs. <laughs> well, everybody, check out check out uh, airlockalpha.com and uh, the rest of the Blip Network. And Mike, you're on Twitter too at airlockalpha. That's right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right, great. Thanks for having me on. Our final guest for the night is the lovely Miss. You can't do a podcast without her. A special podcast, Tammy Farrar. Yay! Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Welcome back. Did you ever leave? You're well, sort of I don't always actually, here. A satellite. Yeah, I'm kind of like a bad penny. I always turn up. So, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Getting uh, things squared away in the new house and working away. And I have a youngin right now screaming, uh, "Mom!" in the background. So, if any of you hear that, you'll know. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm podcasting. I'm busy. I'm podcasting with Darren and David. <laughs> the just, just try and put out that fire yourself. You know, <laughs> your hair is on fire and uh, get some running water. Uh, that kind of stuff gra- doesn't work with my kids. No, Hold on, I'm podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time when we chat, yours are ha- out like lights. Oh, mine? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to Tammy. No, yours. I was waiting for the response. Well, yeah, that's, that's why we record when we do. We record after 9 o'clock at night in Scotland so that they're fast asleep. Most of the time. Yeah. 90% of the time they're fast asleep. We've had a couple interesting moments where... Where the 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 young little girl starts screaming in the background, and we usually cut that one out. So um, uh, well, it's not like Tammy's cats. Cute. Oh my gosh! You can't yeah, keep I it know. in for cutes. Yeah, he does that. But uh, no, I've got uh, with uh, with her. She'll come in and she'll want to be part of the podcast because she'll hear me talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she wants to know who it is and why can't she say hello? <laughs> we've had we've had David's dog on the show at least a couple Destin times. Dustin has talked a couple of times. Yeah, at the end. Well, I'm sure we'll have a moment for Steffi to appear at some point as she gets older. Mom, get off the Me phone! Me and the dog. <laughs> Your Stop podcasting! No. Oh. Jeez. So 100 episodes of the podcast, we've dragged Tammy kicking and screaming out of Gate Forum, where you usually spend the day. Uh, at Through least the, the mud. The Gate World part of your day. Well, you know, and... when, the, when the gurus of Gate World call, you must answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on a bunch of shows, obviously, over the last two years. What um, what do you remember most, and what do you most wish you could just scrub from your brain with steel wool? What Well, what I remember most is being initially nervous and excited as I'll get out, and you guys made me feel really comfortable, and then just kind of craving being on the podcast because it's so much fun. What do I want to scrub from my brain? The fact that I didn't defend my opinion better during the Sam podcast. (laughs) Mm. I want to scrub that one from my brain because I didn't do well there. I I didn't defend my own opinion. Oh, you'll get a do-over someday. Some well, that was yeah. I I and I have. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I you know I I can't say anything really earth-shattering because i think everybody who listens to these podcasts know that they're just awesome and they're just great to you know listen to and to be on well you know and this has fulfilled like a, a secret um hidden passion of yours for a long time you know this this desire to have a have a voice and and, and be heard by a, a few masses a couple dozen at least uh and, you know at and least, and at least is, four <laughs> yeah exactly four your four fans count them but um yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. But let's so, not do that right now. 
No, let's not. But uh, yeah, so you you fulfilled a, a little uh, little dream of yours too by by joining us now and again, and uh, even more so from what we're about to announce. Mm-hmm. Is there an oh. announcement coming? Is there an dun, announcement dun, coming? Dun, 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 because dun. what the world really needs, after spending two years listening to these male schlubs, what the world really needs is a podcast from and all about Tammy. There it is. <laughs> so yes. are you ready? To go on the record and announce. Yes, I am. I am ready to go on the record and announce. With your baby screaming in the background. I was going to say, can you hear that? Oh, we can (laughs) hear that. We'll do the honors, girl. Well, if you are excited and ready and waiting for a podcast... With shrieking children? (laughs) I was trying to... This is going to be the show for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, if you if you're looking for a, a podcast, you're looking for fun, you're looking for pro- some better music, and oh, thank um, you. Oh, uh, what's the word I want? Because you know they always say that women mature faster than boys mm-hmm. or men. So I don't um, know what you're talking about. You can more call ma- me and David boys. That's fine. It's a more mature podcast. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., Tammy is getting her own show. We've had this in the works for a long time now. Darren and I knew that we were wanting to to throttle back uh, from the weekly podcast, perhaps going biweekly uh, for a little while, because it's just we're just burnt out from from constantly. which we haven't decided yet. Right, exactly. But I mean, for the for the time being, though, we are taking a little bit of the uh, of a break. But you know, you are not going to go podcastless, as we have no. been uh, alluding to. Tammy is getting her own show. Yes, um, so we welcome you to the Tammy Zone. The Tammy Zone. Tammy zone. That's and right. this is going to be a weekly show? Uh, for the time oh, being? Yeah, I think for right now, while you guys are on break, I'm going to try to you know fill your shoes. Well, I hope you have four feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to tell everyone everything about me right away. So She's actually a camel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so tell us, kind of like your uh, your show's kind of like going to be general Stargate interest, right? A little bit about uh, the forum, you know. I mean, uh, in some ways, it's going to be more specific than ours because Tammy, you know, her her bent is really Gate World forum, and that's really where she comes from. So that's kind of the uh, yeah nucleus of where she starts from. It's Gate World forum and the fans, and what do they do? And what do they do on the forum? And what do they do off the forum? Um, and you know, and it, but still within the guise of Stargate or sci-fi in general, uh, for the most part, you know, it's it's all ties into um, just being a fan and how how you do that with Gateworld being the uh, or Gateworld Forum being the, the kickoff place? point. Yeah, yeah, and and so and we'll definitely cover different places um, within the forum. It is a community, so it'll be kind of like going down this street or that street and telling you what we see and talking about what's there and what what is this group over here what is this you know little community this neighborhood do what are they passionate and, about yeah mm-hmm. and um and getting into that and then sometimes though there's there's going to be divergence where you know i we just kind of talk for a little bit about um you know how how what's my opinion of a certain aspect within the um the the topic or what's my guess there's normally going to be a guess of some kind i am trying to um have that with fans and members of gate world forum and that that's whose voices you're hearing on the podcast and hearing directly from them. Now, so, what I really love about this idea that that you pitched out to us was, okay, two years of casting with Tammy as a guest. We know that Tammy is popular. People want to hear more of the Tammy. Um, yes. She has, you know, 
literally dozens of fans. <laughs> dozens, dozens now. Hey, I'm up for yeah, four. She really has her fan. She I have has a her fan. fan. Fan base, singular. I have one blowing on me right uh, now. <laughs> but um, no, what I love about it is when we when we started thinking about uh, well, what if we did another podcast for Gate World? If we did like a spinoff podcast, how would it be not exactly the same thing that David and I are talking about every week? So this, what I loved about this idea that you pitched out, which the show is going to be, is the show is more about fandom. David and I spend most of our time obviously talking about the episodes, picking apart the mythology. The new show, Tammy Zone, is going to be about Stargate fans and Stargate. And the, the love of the show. I think that uh, a lot of our listeners obviously don't necessarily play in the forum. Uh, they've never been there. They're not really forum people. It's a very big entity, and there are a lot of facets to it. And I think that it's uh, it's a show that uh, it, it's a realm that is worth exploring in the Tammy Zone. Well, That's, when is it going to start? And can you give us a little hint at your first episode? Well, it uh, should be starting next week, so when you tune in for your normal GateWorld podcast, uh, you may find out that we're there to take control of your iTunes player, your iPod, I guess. Uh, the first, My first guests actually are David, uh, David Reed, he is my producer, and then also Skydiver, a forum moderator extraordinaire. And we are going to be talking about um, a couple of things we're going to talk about is uh, some things that the fans do to show their appreciation for the, the forum itself, and then also um, being at conventions, you know, Dave and I have talked many times about going to a convention, but we've never got had talked with anybody who works conventions. Yes. So Skydiver's going to mm. talk a little bit about that, and then also she is a fan fiction writer. Uh, we have a couple of folders in the forum that we kind of highlight for people to uh you know, take a look at it. if you're if you're not a normal forum visitor. You know, this kind of gives you an idea of what's there, and it may interest you to take the time and come over and, and at least click on a link or two. Mm-hmm. And we discuss some um, writing fan fiction and some different things that people do to celebrate their their fandom in videos, graphic arts, uh, and that type of thing as well. You fit all of this in sixty minutes? Less than sixty minutes. We, I'm amazing. I'm I'd, amazing. I'd say so. Thank you. <laughs> and, so, and I edit really, really well. So, I mean, obviously, you're not going to find this under the GateWorld podcast directory in iTunes. You're gonna, I, I don't know, Darren. What are we? What are we gonna have it under the Tammy Zone? T A M E Z O N E. Yeah, if you're looking in iTunes, um, uh, we've got to find a way to flag it as yeah. GateWorld and as Stargate somehow. So, well, I mean, it's it's a GateWorld podcast. Or... Or yeah, t- a Gate World Tammy Zone or Tammy yeah. Zone a Gate World podcast. We gotta come up with something, but uh, it will get its own listing in iTunes, and of course, it'll be featured on the Gate World homepage. Do yep. you think TMZ would get upset with me? <laughs> the Tammy Zone. Um, I think we're small potatoes enough that they wouldn't really care. But considering your personality, <laughs> that would only last for a couple of weeks before we got on their radar. So, oh, not a good idea. thank you for saying that, but I doubt it. <laughs> well, you could set, you could do that T. And then me z, <laughs> gosh, yeah, or, I, what would it? Or m e m t m z t m zone t m zone. Trademark well, it is zone. a part of the family of GateWorld podcasts. Yes. Thank you for previewing. You're welcome, and thank you for giving me the opportunity, Darren and, and David. I'm looking forward to hearing myself. <laughs> I'm looking forward to listening to a GateWorld podcast that I'm not on. So I'm going to check it out next week. Episode one of the Tammy Zone. Episode one. 
Thanks, yeah, Tammy. We may have some. Other, you're welcome. I was going to say we may have some other stuff in, down the pike to you know hopefully bring the fans and get them involved in it. Cool. All right, dear. Well, we will be talking with you soon, and um, we'll see what happens from this. All right, tune in. Be there or be square. Well, thanks to Mike and Tammy and Diana for helping us celebrate 100 episodes of podcasting. Big, big, big milestone for us. Uh, Hopefully there's going to be another 100 to come in the next couple of years. Um, But, you know, really, when you sit down and look at it and, and you think about why you and I do this every week. Yeah. Uh, we do it because we like to talk about Stargate uh, with each other, but uh, there's a community of Stargate fans out there that I am absolutely privileged to be a part of and to have gotten to know some of these men and women through the show, those who have called in uh, on the forum, and obviously in person. Uh, you get to know somebody much better at, at, a, at a Stargate convention. Uh, but thank you. Thank you to all of you guys and gals out there who are listening to this show and who have been listening for for months or or in some cases years. And we have a special mailbag here all about the GateWorld podcast and episode 100. Uh, Some some really good calls that that I want to share with you, David, that I've already listened to. Uh, Let's get to our voicemail. Hi, I'm Carr from Hawaii. I just want to say great job on 100 episodes. Um, I have, uh, I honestly have not been listening to you guys until uh, just this past year because I started getting into Stargate late. Stargate Universe was the first Stargate series I liked, but it's a great show, and and your guys' podcast is even greater than that. It, um, I think maybe that's even part of the reason why I enjoy it so much, just to hear you guys' feedback about it. All right, well. That's about it. So, aloha, and here's to 100 more episodes. Hi, this is Joe from Lancaster, New York. I'm calling in to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. Um, where I tend to usually listen to the podcast is at work. It uh, helps me get through those eight-hour days, being able to listen to people who have the same views I do pretty much on Stargate. Uh, I really like about the podcast is how you include people from the uh, Gate World forums and how you also... Uh, tend to raise questions that I ask myself, and I find myself getting a lot of answers from you guys. Um, What I'd like to see in this podcast in the future, um, if it's ever possible, is if you could ever get somebody from Stargate on the podcast, maybe one of the actors or one of the writers, uh, just to have their input, and you can ask them a bunch of questions, kind of like a podcast interview. Um, I really enjoy listening to you guys, and uh, again, congratulations. Joe, that's a great idea, and we have had some some cast and crew on the show. Obviously, we do lots of interviews over the course of the year, and we publish those separately. And there is a, a feed that you can subscribe to for GateWorld Audio Interviews. But yeah, I want to put some of that on the podcast, and then I want to get some of these guys and gals on the podcast specifically. The one that comes to mind that we did have is, David, you were not able to be on the show when we recorded for The Shrine. Yep. Uh, episode 6 of, of Atlanta Season 5. So we got David Hewlett on board. And David Hewlett and I talked about The Shrine for an hour, which was one of my highlights from the last 100 for sure. Yeah, it was a good show, despite the fact that I wasn't on it. Uh, hi, this is Sean from Ohio. And uh, first of all, congrats and happy 100th episode. I have personally been listening since the uh, finale of Atlantis, your episode for that. And uh, I had gone in search of a Stargate podcast because... I wanted to hear people talk about uh, the new show, you know, Universe coming out, and uh, I totally hit the jackpot there. 
Uh, the thing I love the most about your show is that you guys talk about the, the minutia of Stargate, the little details, and you guys really nerd out with that stuff, and I love it. Uh, it it's the kind of stuff I would love to have conversations with uh, friends about, but uh, none of my friends actually watch Stargate, which is unfortunate. Now, if I were to suggest one thing for you guys to improve for the future of your podcast, <laughs> it would be uh, better recording equipment, or uh, at least your microphones. Uh, I realize it can be expensive, but uh, even if you had, if you both had the same exact mic, it would help to uh, give the show some more consistency uh, in the audio. Anyways, I uh, love the show. Congrats again. Have a nice day, guys. Sean, I take your uh, advice to heart. I'm very keenly aware of our recording equipment. Um, there's some nice tools for Skype recording. I don't think we have a great excuse of being 5,000 miles apart. Um, I blame most of our sound problems on my microphone, so hopefully it's going to improve. Um, last week we had a, a bit of a transitional hiccup with um, we use my recording instead of David's mm-hmm. recording. We have a new editor um, who did a great job on last week's show, um, but there's some 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 transitional things. Hopefully this show uh, will be better than last week's. I use a professional condenser microphone. I've been using it on a sitting on a stand and. Uh, been been using this one for probably a good year now, I think, and uh, yeah. I've been trying to get Darren to go out and spend the $130 on getting one for himself, so I'm going to keep pushing. Um, yeah, when when the podcast starts putting money in my pocket, maybe I can, can justify that to my wife. That's but been this the is, argument. Yeah, that, probably four different microphone headsets that I've been through over the last two years that I've, that I've tried out. So we know that it's a problem, and, and we're trying to make it better. Yep. But the other thing that Sean had to say about nerding out about the minutia of Stargate, I just that's why I listen to podcasts. That's why I like talking to you, because my wife is a huge Stargate fan and a big sci-fi fan, so I can talk to her about most of this stuff. But, you know, you go out and you've got buddies that you go out and have a beer with, and if you even mention Stargate... Yeah, their eyebrows raise, and they... they begin to put you in a box yeah let alone have somebody that you can talk about the details of hyperspace travel versus fdl travel with Uh hi darren and david shirt and tie here once more from ireland congratulations on the big 100 Uh, i for one have thoroughly enjoyed the podcasts right back from the start in july 2008 i've enjoyed not just the episode reviews but also the broader themes like just war or last too soon and, of course, the podcast histories of SG-1 and SGA. I've usually, but not always, agreed with many of the opinions shared on the podcast. I, like so many others, find it a great resource, particularly during the drought between Atlantis and Universe. Thanks to all involved with the podcast, and a big hi to fellow podcast listeners and contributors from Shirt and Tie here in Ireland. Thanks, everybody, for your voicemail and for listening to the show. We're going to be off the air for a few weeks. We're going to come back. I think we're going to be moving from Wednesdays to Mondays to get ready for Stargate Universe airing on Tuesdays. So we'll have the weekend to record and get the show ready. So our first day back is going to be September 27th. That's the day before the season premiere, and we will have our SGU pregame show all ready to go talking about the new season and what we're looking for, what we're hoping for, and hopefully we'll have Diana on that one. I think you can pretty much guarantee that she'll be in for that. You have many, many weeks to think about the listener question, but I do recommend that you go ahead and call the hotline now before you forget. The listener question is, What do you most want to see 
from Season 2 of Stargate Universe. I would say let's focus on the positive, not what do you want to see less of or none of, but uh, where do you want to see the show go in terms of its storylines, in terms of its exploring the mythology, or in terms of the characters and the development? All that good stuff. We're going to be pre-hashing Season 2 of Stargate Universe on September 27th with episode number 101. And in the meantime, there's uh, the Tammy Zone coming up. Every single week for the foreseeable future. So please tune in to her show. Starting next week. Well, that was a party. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Thanks again to everybody. You made it episode 100, not us. Believe me. That's all our show for this week. Special thanks goes out to Russell for editing the show. Um, we're getting some help now and, and uh, taking some of the work off David's shoulders so that he can give his time to, to other things. Thanks to Russell for doing this for us. We'll see you in a few weeks. Our number is uh, 951-262-1647. Give us a buzz. You've got the rest of the summer, and you can also email in a brief audio recording to webmaster at gateworld.net if you want to be part of next... I was going to say next week's show. If you want to be part of the next show, uh, we shall be well-rested and refreshed and tanned and glistening. <laughs> and I need to talk about Season 2 of SGU. Head over to the podcast feedback thread over on GateWorld Forum if you want to pass the time. And if you want links to anything, we didn't really talk about much Stargate stuff, but there'll still be some show notes for episode number 100, the 100th episode bash at GateWorld.net. And from GateWorld, this is Darren. This is David. And we'll see you back here next month. And fellas, I know you're ready to ride. We went crazy, cooped up, I went along in school and house, so let's get it on.